Welcome to Drink Beer, Think Beer, the podcast that gets to the bottom of every pint. I'm John Hall, and this week I'm excited to be joined by Tim Ogden of Deviant Libations in Florida for a conversation that revolves around inclusivity in the beer space and creating a tap room that reflects personality and passion. First, please go visit allaboutbeer.com for original articles, reviews, news, insights, and podcasts. You can listen to shows like Brewer to Brewer and the All About Beer podcast simply by searching All About Beer wherever you listen to shows. This show and all of the work we do is supported by you. Please go visit patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. That helps keep the content fresh. A few bucks goes a long way to fund writers, photographers, creators, and editors. And if you'd like to learn more about advertising on this show, please email info at allaboutbeer.com. Speaking of that, Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash drink beer. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash drink beer to take your retail business to the next level today. Go to shopify.com slash drink beer. This is the last of the shows that I recorded during the Florida Brewers Guild Conference this past summer, and I was grateful to meet and spend time with Tim Ogden. Ogden started homebrewing in the late 1990s, and after moving to Florida at a time when craft beer was far less accessible, they became an avid homebrewer out of necessity. It soon became apparent that working in the industry would be a dream come true. So they started out at Hops, a brew pub chain, and then moved on in 2009 to help grow Cigar City Brewing. In 2008, after receiving a scholarship for the concise brewing course at the Siebel Institute, granted by the Florida Brewers Guild, Ogden served two terms on the Guild Board of Directors. Tim is known for adjunct sweet stouts, fruity IPAs, crisp, clean lagers, and not-so-tart sour ales, and has a passion for constant reinvention and blurring of the boundaries between styles. Tim leverages creativity and personality to navigate the space between traditional beer and things a little less common to create beverages that are unique and fun, while also being accessible to a wide array of people. They're intent on creating a space of radical inclusivity where all are not only accepted, but genuinely feel welcome. Here's our conversation. I... I I spend some time in Florida, not a lot of time in Florida. And so when I come down to a conference like this, I always reach out to people in advance, uh, people that I trust. And I say, who should I be talking to for this show? And Sean Norquist from the director of the Florida Brewers Guild uh, put your name right up on top of folks that I should be talking to. And the fun thing is then going down the rabbit hole of learning about your brewery, you know, uh, learning about everything that you're doing, and then, you know, sort of thinking about uh, the, this conversation in advance. And, and Sean has never steered me wrong. Um, in all of my research in advance, I've been trying to get a handle on deviant libations and what it is. And with a lot of breweries, it's easy to do of like, oh, yeah, this is this is this is what they're doing. Yours has been a little bit harder to pin down, and I think that's sort of a fun thing. So I don't often ask this question on the show right off the bat, but 
tell me about your brewery and, and, and what it is, what it means to you and how it's been growing in the community. Yeah, that's deviant is queer as fuck. Um, and metal as fuck. It's, you know, um, it's a weird thing. It's an explosion of my brain, I suppose. Um, and I've really tried to kind of cultivate that in the front of house experience, like just kind of, um, warm and inviting and a little bit fucking creepy. Okay. Um, sometimes like you might, you know I don't know I mean? if I've heard a brewery describe themselves as that way before. I wouldn't not, I'd not creepy like you think, but like there's, um, you know, not, not like, like, like kind of. You know, like there's a little, I found a little uh, baby doll at a clothing exchange that my partner hosts quarterly. Okay. Um, and I decided to hide it inside this um, prototyped La Marchand box light fixture. Um, and then it looked super cute and weird and a little bit creepy. So I took it out and drilled a bunch of holes in the baby's heads and put 16 penny nails in. Sure. And made it a little baby pinhead. Like it's, you know, like it's just weird. Um, it, uh, horror, horror film but like with hot pink floors and kind of hot and just warm and like inviting and date night, guys night, ladies night. Yeah. You know, um, a place for community to kind of like any community, like all communities to kind of coexist and, um, you know, I like that idea of the explosion of your brain, the, 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 the what's in your head going into the place, right? Because for a long time, there was a lot of breweries that were just, it was, you know, I think M. Sounders written about this and, you know, we've talked about this on other shows, but just, um, okay, we got our Edison bulbs, we got our metal chairs, we got our Citra Mosaic IPA, we got our Mumford and Sons playing, and it's sort of your brewery starter kit kind of thing, and everything was sort of cookie cutter. Um, and I've really been enjoying and trying to hone in on um, breweries with intention, breweries that are true representations of the creator space. And I imagine like there's, it's gotta be rewarding in a lot of ways, but also really difficult in a lot of ways to have a vision that is not in the craft beer mold or, you know, the modern brewery mold. Is that accurate? Well, for me, no, like I'm just not normal, I guess, okay. you, you know? So like, and that's kind of the point is, is like I wanted, I mean, and I've worked at a lot of those places and I can enjoy and, and appreciate the simplicity of like, you no, know, we're, we're a brewery as product first. It's about the, you know, it's like, um, rock and roll. It's like kiss is your gimmick stronger than your band, <laughs> you, you yeah. know, or yeah. like ghost is a, a better example. Of okay. That. I've, I've grown, I've grown to enjoy kiss a lot more over the years. The closer I get to 50, I think it's the Melvins covering Kiss songs. Okay, that's that's done it for me. I'm like, yeah, that's a good. Song. Anyway, whatever the like, you know, 
just a band with no gimmick that's a badass band is badass and I, and I would say the same about breweries and yeah. so I, I'm not knocking that model personally when I say like I want a little pomp and circumstance on my tasting room sure um, I just I wanted I really wanted it like you know I've got kids you know I'm like not there every second as much as I would love to be at the brewery every second the brewery is open and yeah. everybody, you know, like, hey guys, come to my spot, come see me. Yeah. Um, I'm not there sometimes and I still want it when I'm not there to, to feel like, oh, Tim's here, you know, this, yeah. is, this is Tim's place. Uh, you know, I wanted my place to greet all of my customers with a hug of familiarity as though they, we were besties and, and I was there giving it in person, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, so it was just kind of fun. It wasn't, it wasn't really like once I had the thought to do that, it was just like each, this, I just let that thought kind of guide the subsequent, um, decisions, you know, how is that translated into the beers themselves? I mean, in this, in the same kind of way, like, right. Like, so, you know, just put some personality on it. Like, um, I don't have all of, I have licensing for malt beverage, uh, wine and distilled spirits. And so like I, I intend to kind of blend blurry the lines on those a little bit. Obviously it has to come out of one license or the other. Um, but this kind of idea of like where I'm just often finding myself thinking very abstractly about in just in any kind of creative outlet. Yeah. Um, with the liquid that would include like, you know, just doing different, doing different things with beer or with spirits or with, uh, wine or, you, you know, something yeah. a little bit more than like, Oh, well this is, um, um, you know, I'm making a braggot. Sure. You know, like, yeah. Um, is that where your creativity is taking you these days? Is it the Braggit universe or, or when you're, when you're thinking about those three and trying to combine, trying to blur the lines, as you say, um, like well, where, where does that creative, where does that creativity start and where has it led you? Oh, where does it start? Um, I mean, you know, I've done like, you know, barrel aged sour beers in the past and, and will again in the future, like a simple, it's like a barrel, you know, barrel aged sour beer, like a, you know, emulating, um, some kind of cocktail, sure. you know, or, or its own cocktail, mm -hmm. but just bringing itself into the cocktail world. Um, or, you know, I did a, a collaboration with Band of Sorrows, like kind of a alt outlaw country, band okay. um in tampa uh it was called i like whiskey okay. i think was the name of the song it was okay. like a whiskey sour uh it was a whiskey sour ale um that was a awesome mixer for whiskey sour also i okay. mean you could taste the whiskey in it but also you add could, a little bit more and i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know um i like that You've done a lot of collaborations with bands in the past, and uh, even just before we started talking, you were you were talking about uh, uh, future ideas that you'd like to, to like to do with musicians. Um, I always like the relationship between 
beer and music or fermented beverages and, and music. And it, it, it's something that I think a lot of brewers think about but don't always put into practice. And I'm wondering for you how those relationships have evolved, um, how those collaborations have evolved, and what you see as sort of like the state of them right now, of the intersection of beer and music and how, you know, it can, they can complement each other, they can reach out to new folks, they can, uh, you know, grow a business. Um, I don't know. Uh, sorry. No, you could. I don't know how, like... How did it be? That was a lot of questions. There was right? a lot of that, questions. That yeah, sorry, of, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> I'm it's stacking okay. them up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, how did it be? Like, I'm a musician, I guess. How did it begin? To me, it just makes sense. Like, yeah. the symbiotic relationship between music and beer is, um, to me, obvious as somebody who's been on the stage and drank a bunch of beer, or someone who's been on the brew platform and blasted a lot of music yeah you know it's it just we're already feeding each other we might as well acknowledge that you know yeah um um a lot of them have developed in different ways wayne wombles was the the, cigar city yeah yeah he was the first one that i ever heard of talking about doing a band beer collaboration it was with um some of his buds from alabama okay some dudes that he knew um I did. I told him I thought it was super cool because we worked together. I was, he was my boss. Yeah. You know, um, at the time. And uh, I guess in the future, I was like, man, I want to do this thing, but I'm not trying to cut into your bit. And he's like, dude, no, it's just, uh, you know, it's fine. So then I, you know, reached out. A lot of them, have, they've evolved in different ways. Um, like each one has, I've been reached out to um, a few times. I've been... Um, like one just came up, one of the earlier ones just kind of came up. Um, it just having beers where I was, you know, as a local St. Pete artist, we were just kind of talking about like, he, he liked my beer and, and I, I love this b- band and it's like, we're, you know, kind of gushing over each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we're like, I was like, fuck it. You want to do a collaboration? Like, let's do a thing. And they put out a seven inch and, you know, I put out a seven fifty and, and it was rad. Does the do they have to match? Do they have to? Is is there a synergy or is there a um, like a creative thread between the liquid? And yeah, the, and the song and the and the music. Um, it varies on how each each one. Just like any collaboration, I like to leave a lot of flexibility. Right? I mean, it's it's like a collaboration is like two people talking to each other mm-hmm. and. I have, I have, a, I don't know, this idea of like the ideal collaboration in my head. And it's, you know, it's, it, it basically leaves the flexibility for each one to be like, there's like, I don't want to be stuck in a mold. I hate it when I catch myself in a, and actually that beer was one of the first ones where I kind of caught myself doing that. And I was, I was so resistant. I was so resistant um, until I was like, uh, cause Alex wanted to put um, some, Muscadine, not my, uh, Cintiana grapes. What kind of grapes were they? Musk, it was Muscadine. Okay. I think it was Muscadine. 
Yeah. I can't help you here. I don't no, know. No, this no, no, no. I, 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 I know. It's, it's silly. It was a double IPA. It was a double IPA with muscadine grapes that okay. were grown in uh, Dade City. And, and uh, so I went to the farm and picked them up. And it, any, anyway, before I was like, I don't want to put grapes in the beer. Right. Like I was just kind of like, you know. You're fighting it. Yeah. I was fight- He's like, dude, the band is Alexander and the grapes. Come on, let's put some grapes in the beer. And I was like, no, Nelson. We'll use lots of Nelson. And Sure, we'll get and the I'll, characteristics. And, and like, yeah. you know, this, this, this um, Vireman uh, uh, special W's got this these really cool dark fruit kind of, you know, like I'm just, we'll push it. We'll push it in. Uh, and we added the grapes and he was right. And it was awesome. I put them in the whirlpool, like a fuck ton of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pressed them, froze them. Thought him, put him in the whirlpool, and uh, and it yeah, worked. It was rad. It was rad, and and you know, I don't know why it was. It was like I was kind of resistant, and then somebody was like, "Hey, dude, I got these great. I heard you're doing Alexander grapes. I got these grapes at the farm. You want?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it. All right, yeah, boop boop boop, boop and and uh, yeah. So, but I mean, I caught myself like just. Uh, I'm like, I no man, take the fucking guardrails off. Like, does beer need more of that? Fewer guardrails these days. I I don't know what beer needs. I don't know for it, that's the answer for me. Yeah, right. It's like or at least at, I mean in general that's the answer for me. But especially in a collaboration where you know I want to be able to like I was I was talking to the the Sand Black Church collaboration. Ben Crandall, the guitar player was like we were just kind of talking about the beers and whatnot and he was like dude what about uh what about like a rosemary ipa and i was like man i don't know and he's like do me a favor he's like don't think about it too hard just grab a sprig of rosemary and put it in your ipa and and walk away for a minute and come back um he's like you know just let me know what you think and I was like, and I did exactly that. I went right to the walk-in and I grabbed some fresh rosemary and fucking. Yeah. Um, I was like, holy fuck, dude, that was rad. It was his, it was his wife's idea. He was like, Kim had this fucking rad idea. Um, it's like. I, I, I like that the musicians are coming up with these ingredients and these processes and they're steering the beer idea as opposed to, I, I feel like in, in some other collaborations, it's you walk into the brewer's well, you know, there's a sanctum and you're a like, yeah. Sorry, I didn't no, mean no, to no, cut no, you no. Off. Go ahead, no. Disconnect. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a disconnect sometimes. It's like sometimes it's very like, hey, I just want to pay homage, and we're gonna do beer stuff, and you do metal stuff, and yeah, you know, I think it would be rad one day to do a collab with somebody and fucking, you know, do like, you know, they come in and have some ideas on on the beer, and we cut like a fucking track or something to jump on and do some, you know, guest vocals or some bullshit. You know, it's it would just be fun, like, yeah, just for the sake of. And I could do that with my own band, but then it wouldn't be guest vocals. It's just <laughs> right, me putting out my record, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, how have these collaborations after they're done, or these conversations, or being involved in the music scene, how has it helped evolve you as a brewer? Like after the collaborations are done, after the um, you know, the beer's released, it's put out, and you're you know back at a normal day at the brewery. Are, are there vestiges that stay with you from these that have helped you embrace beer in a different way or new recipes in a new way? Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the idea of collaborations in general to me is like kind of shared 
creative experiences, right? Where like if my knee jerk is to say, I don't want to do that. Like before speaking that thinking like, why is that a, a knee jerk? Why am I like resistant to this atypical idea? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's why I love collaborations in general, you know, um, with people who make beer and, and people who, people who make beer professionally, people who make beer as home brewers, people who just like to drink craft beer. Yeah. Um, you know, I get it. I keep seeing, uh, on your social media, uh, on your site and now on your shirts, uh, that you're wearing sitting across from me in good. We trust. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Uh, we trust in good, like good, just be good, be a good, um, you know, just, everything. I mean, I'm trying to unpack this. Like I, I, I understand it, but I'm also trying to, well, it's kind of like, like, as far as a tagline, the full tagline is deviant is good in good. We trust. Okay. Right. It's like our, you know, we're good. We're good humans running the organization. We're good to one another. Um, our product is good. It's, um, but more importantly, the, the former, like just be kind. We're kind. Yeah. We trust in, we trust in kindness. Like, I I, mean, if any, if anything is going to take us forward into a, a, a positive future present really. Yeah. Um, goodness. More in a moment, but first, thanks to this episode's sponsor. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash drinkbeer. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash drinkbeer to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash drink beer. And now back to the conversation with Tim Ogden. You were talking before we got started on uh, the the tap room um, and the the culture around it. Um, and you're talking about radical inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? And how is that in practice? It means that everybody is welcome to be their true self um, in our space. And that's, it's a kind of a core value. Um, it's, you know, I mean, I don't want anybody to feel like they're unwelcome unless they're coming in and making others feel unwelcome. Sure. Right. And that's, that's different. Like, right. Gatekeep the gatekeepers. Right. Other than that, like, come let's party. Um, really pretty simple. I mean, I think it's, so, you know, we've tried to build the space that is not, it's not just, it's not just like tolerating or accepting the subcultures. It is like, like any and all of the subcultures should feel at home and welcome in my space. Yeah. And, and you know, people who primarily frequent chilies and things of that nature that are a little bit more like just 
normal, less weird folk. Okay. A little more buttoned up. Yeah. A little more buttoned up. Right. Absolutely. Welcome in our space. It's not so over the top that it's like, you know, keep the normies away. It's not, it's not that it's like, everybody's welcome, you know, various subcultures feel very much at home. Um, and that's something that craft has struggled with of making fully inclusive spaces. I think, you know, there, there's, you know, I'm a straight middle-aged white guy. I can walk into most breweries and I'm not going to, you know, nobody's going to blink kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, like when I'm traveling with my wife, sometimes she's like, wow, there's, I'm the only woman in here. Or, you know, there's, you know, just a subculture that exists that in beer, and I think in, in, in beer in, in, in a large way, um, that hasn't fully embraced that, that inclusivity, not even radical inclusivity, but just inclusivity altogether. Um, is... I know you can only speak for, for where you are right now, but with all the conversations that have been happening, all the resources that are out there, all of the um, awareness, is, is, is there potential for a tide change in beer towards that? I mean, I, I, would, I would hope so. You know, um, I read an article, I think it was like 2006. I wish I remembered the name of the author. It was New Brewer Magazine. Okay. Um, maybe it was 07, whatever. It was a long, it was my first job early in my, early in my first job, um, as a brewer. And it was, it was just talking about, you know, keeping women in mind in your tasting room build. And that was basically the crux of the thing is that, Hey, don't forget women love beer too. Right. Um, and that really kind of, it really kind of stuck with me that, um, you know, and building, you know, when it's, when it's time to build my place, like it, it will be obviously like, like my kind of expanded target demographic, like, like, I guess embracing my own femininity in, in the expression. And that's, you, you know, just, um, I do identify non-binary, okay. you know, um, which has been, uh, I, I guess, um, a little bit of a, a journey, I guess, accepting my own, like I've always felt a little, a little ladylike in some ways and I'm not trying to like, you know, make this interview about that. Um, It, uh, but yeah, like it, it's, that article, I guess, is what what I'm what I'm saying. That that article got me kind of thinking about including other, you know, like all like all the genders, all the but not just other genders, like other, um, you know, it's, it's not just it's not just a clubhouse for for the white dudes. Sure, you know, it's for everybody. It's for you know, like my brain got stuck. I don't know where it was trying to go, but a good, <laughs> but a good, um, you know. Our, I love it. I love, well, simultaneously love and hate, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a common, like common thing for women to come up, you know, we're talking in a conversation and they're like, you know, I just love that, you know, we're talking about beer. Like, um, you know, you're, you know, presenting masculine. 
um, person yeah talking with a woman about beer like that's I'm like why is that you know I'm, I'm glad that that you know I'm glad that we're achieving our goal of like that inclusivity yeah um, but it also reminds me that there is I guess to your point room for other people to um, I mean I guess that they're like not you know um i don't know i get i guess i I don't like hearing women's stories about being dismissed at other places sure like when you know like not talking about beer would you right um yeah or bypassing women to go to somebody yeah right right and so you know hearing those things you know I, I like that they have the positive experience at my place, like a lot, and it's it's the point. And I want all kinds of people, you know, women, non-binary folk, trans folk, um, you know, everybody, all the all of the LGBTQIA um, plus, yeah, uh, and etc. Um, like ev- everybody, like yeah, we we talk about beer. You know, we'll talk about whiskey. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this weird, like, you know, I can't wait to make starboard port is this line of products that I have in mind of like, like a port made like a port. Okay. Except malt beverage instead of wine. Okay. And I ha- there's like a whole bunch of these products trying to put that together in my mind of what that would try not to give away too much until it's in the bottle that's fine no no no, that's fine we yeah um yeah don't give away the trade secrets here that's uh, i mean uh, (laughs) starboard ports okay you know have you been on a boat before yeah once or twice yeah okay so you're familiar with starboard and port yes right so it's the the it's the starboard port okay it's the left right it's the stern bow (laughs) All of these nautical terms are, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I dig that. It's, and it's wild, you know? It's, yeah. You're reminding me of something that I used to, to, to say leading up to the 2016 election, um, and even before that about beer being a great equalizer and beverages being mm-hmm. a great equalizer. And mm-hmm. I feel like things have gotten so fractured that I, I, I'd forgotten that I used to, to talk about that, about people being able to put differences aside or, you know, and just have a beer and just have a beer because they were there for the beer. And regardless of where you were leaning politically, you know, what you thought socially, you know, what you were, you know, like your life, like, we were all sitting in the tap room for the beer first. And that was just something that right. could unite us. And I mean, COVID probably helped distract us from all that as well. But it, it, in, in the way that you're talking about your place and um, uh, those conversations, it, it reminded me that there is still good that exists and that there is that beginning commonplace for interaction. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty, it feels good to be able to be our authentic selves. Yeah. Um, I guess my brain got lost a little bit in, in that because I really, it's, it, it, I, I also, I also love that beer kind of can, can and does unite us. Yeah. Um, I, 
always second guessing myself, hoping that I'm not haven't come across as as yet as like knocking the the typical, you know, brewery or you know, um, I think. I worry too much about coming across as arrogant. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know why. The, I, no, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. It's, you know, I think yeah. that I think most brewers need to have that certain level of, of confidence that are in there. And, and oh, I'm very, I'm yeah. very, I'm very confident. Yeah. There's, there's not, but I mean, it's, it's like we're talking about, you know, separating from, from the herd and the herd is like a lot of, a lot of my friends and family. Sure. And, you know, but that's how new things are born. And that's how, you know, if we're all just staying in the same lane or, you know, I mean, that's how we get back to one style of beer that's out there or one sort of place or the, the chain restaurants that you were talking about before. Like we need these off ramps that start new roads. We need mm-hmm. these, you know, I, I, beer culture needs that, you know, culture needs that. Culture of, needs a lot more unity and, you know, accepting of, flamboyant and um absolutely and just kindness like culture needs that every person family i've been asking folks on the show for a while now the green door question with the premise being uh the television show the good place and the final season introduces a concept of a green door that the characters can walk through and be wherever they want to be doing whatever they want to be doing and so if we had a green door on our plane of existence and this conversation ended and you could walk through it and be at any pub or any brewery anywhere in the world, where would you like to go? Who would you like to be with? And what would you like to be drinking? Oh, my goodness. So the difficulty <laughs> in that question is... Being a polyamorous person with, like, you know, I want to be with, you know, like, so uh, there's a lot of people that I love, a lot of places, and really my my first thought was... Go with that. Well, no, my, my first thought was, like, well, is time... A factor like does it have to be this moment or is it any point it's, in it's whenever so it's whenever yeah. whatever yeah right so but then but then my second thought was like it doesn't even really matter because wh- who like who like man there are fucking so many people that I want to see that I haven't seen in forever and and you know I'm gonna go to what I, I can't pick one place right off the bat like that man okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this would be such a stumper, but I like that your brain's working overtime on this one. Yeah, no, it's it, uh, Falling Rock was my knee jerk. I want to yeah, go to Falling Rock. I do too. Um, yeah. And I'd want to teleport like a shitload of people with me. Like, can they all have green doors too? Sure. Yeah. So yeah, green we're doors all, for everybody. Yeah, we're yeah. Green, yeah we're, a whole shitload of us are going to to Falling Rock and Falling Rock. drinking Blind Pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of Blind Pig. A lot of I think I drank all of the blind pig the very last time that I was there, and it was... I went one year, and I ordered three blind pigs quantity so many times 
that eventually I ordered three for myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just got so used to, like... Just picking them out, yeah, three at a time. Yeah, it was like two of them left, and I went back with staying, and so I went back for one more, and I got three more. Yeah. Because, you know, as, as you do. As you do. As you do. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. My buds just got on the 15th Street Mall bus. <laughs> I'm going to stay here with these blind with pigs. These three blind pigs. That's, uh, I do miss that, that, that bar. Um, people should be going to your brewery. People should be going to your bar. Um, how do they find it? Where, where are you located? Uh, 3800 North Nebraska Avenue in Tampa, Florida. Um, on a piece of property between Stratford and Virginia Avenue. With the parking in the rear. This is very specific. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're in Tampa. We're in Ebor Heights. Okay. Um, yeah, just north of Ebor City, um, just south of Southeast Seminole Heights. We're like, um, it's a cute little neighborhood. I love it there. Nice. It's another reason to go visit Tampa. There's always a lot of good reasons, but mm-hmm. now there's another one. So. Um, Thanks for doing all you're doing, and thanks for thanks for being on the show this week. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, John. What is a standout tap room you've come across lately? Tell me about it. You can email me. It's John Hall. That's J-O-H-N-H-O-L-L at allaboutbeer.com. Or tell me on X at John underscore Hall. That's also how you can get in touch with questions, comments, and guest suggestions. A reminder, go visit allaboutbeer.com. There you can check out the podcast page, the shop page, and read great new content as well as the archives going back to 1979. Don't forget, follow All About Beer on social media at All About Beer. And if you're interested in supporting journalism in the beer space, email us at info at allaboutbeer.com or go to patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. Speaking of that, here is a quick word from this episode's sponsor. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash drinkbeer. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash drinkbeer to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash drinkbeer. Hey, don't forget, All About Beer has a podcast channel now. Search and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Steal This Beer has new episodes every Monday, and the BYO Nano podcast comes out on the 15th of every month. As for this show, Nate Weber does the music, Jeff Quinn designed our logo, and I'm John Hall. New episodes release every Wednesday, and that's when I'm going to be back again to drink beer and to think beer.